up to 70% off. That's right, at Court Furniture Clearance Center. Get up to 70% off new retail prices and choose from a wide variety of previously leased furniture and decor for your home or office. Sofas from $199.99, bedroom sets from $399.99, dining sets from $299.99, and more. All items are court certified, guaranteed, and in stock, ready for delivery or to take home today. Make the smart choice and visit one of our five locations in the DMV or go online at courtclearancefurniture.com. Mention Radio 20 and get 20% off. Blog Talk Radio. Well, good morning. Good Monday morning. This is a special episode of Understanding <laughs> Business. Uh, this is UTLRadio.com, your business success and legal information station. I'm your host, Peter Lamont. We have Bob Hughes with us today. How are you, Bob? Good morning. I'm good. Good, good. All right. So this is a special show. Normally, we would be doing Week in Review and talking about business and legal news, uh, but we have scheduled Nadia Vincent um, to be on the show and talk to us today about stress management and ending burnout. She's actually um, a stress management expert and has a lot of high quality information to talk about. Now, being that this is a live program and uh, we have had our share of things that have happened, um, we are having a bit of a, a difficult time connecting with her. So, we may or may not be speaking to Nadia Vincent, but it's it's um, up in the air. We're supposed to be. So in the meantime, I think that Bob and I will entertain you with uh, some commentary about some of the things that happened last week that uh, we're aware of. Um, oh, right, commentary. Bob, I'm, I'm going to put... I'm going to put these three balls down first. I thought we were entertaining in a different way, but I guess this is radio. So. Uh, <laughs> you know, actually, it, it was an interesting. I mean, well, you guys had the Pope up there in uh, in uh, the Eastern Seaboard running around, so that would made that things kind of fun, I would suppose. Uh, he was yeah. in New York. He went to the UN as well. Um, that's one thing I did. You know, and and I'm not a good Catholic anymore, so I kind of I would say I turned him off. But there's so much that he's been wading into that I figure I'll just get the skinny after he leaves, after he's done upsetting everyone and, and their apple carts. So um, that was probably the big thing. But one thing I was watching today, and, you know, it's something that we talk about work, we talk about rules, we talk about lawsuits, was this Quicken case that's coming on. Did you? I, I said it to you earlier, and I don't know if you got it, but um, Quicken has this, well, they call it the big book, their employee rules book. Mm-hmm. And it basically cautions workers against speaking to the media and restricts conduct the company would deem that's damaging to its interest. Well, the Freep, uh, and the Detroit Free Press, Freep.com, picked up on the story because they're obviously right in Detroit. But the NLRB is saying that they basically over-restrict their employees' free speech and have filed a complaint that obviously this – we've talked about this as we've gone on and on and on about different rights employees have and what – rights that um, employers have when it comes to speaking out on Facebook and Twitter, because the NLRB is usually more concerned with restricting speech when it comes to 
organizing uh, labor movements. And so the complaint against Quicken says its workers violate the NLRB Act that permits workers to discuss pay and other policies for the purposes of organizing for collective bargaining. The agency is not seeking monetary damages, which God love them. I love it when companies do that. I just want to sue you because you're wrong, but wants Quicken to re- rewrite its employee rules and then educate employees about their rights under the law. So, I mean, this is something, this will be interesting to see what happens because so many people have a vested interest in this, not only as organizing entities or, or collective bargaining entities, um, but just, you know, what can you, what can you say and what can't you say about your employer and how does it affect their, their, uh, their image in the public? Because basically when you get on Facebook and trash somebody, you're jumping on a soapbox, soapbox of the largest variety. Anybody can read it. Anybody yeah. can see it. Anybody can hear it. Um, and actually, the funny thing is, is Quick is actually often voted one of the area's top places to work. Oh, they take care of their employees with they have all sorts of break time and, and ping pong tables in the office. Kind of like that. Was it? Is it uh, Amazon or Yahoo Google. back when, when? Yeah, Google. Yeah. When Google, the yeah. Uh, Silicon Valley was coming up. And so they've kind of modeled their workplace after that, except for the point where you just can't open your mouth. So <laughs> it surprises me, though, with them, because. The NLRB, the way that they are structured, it used to be that their sole purpose in life was dealing with unions, and that's the whole idea of organized activity. But because unions have died out, you know, not not completely, oh, yeah. but a large portion of, of unions, they just don't have power anymore. The NLRB, I think they needed something to do, so they shifted their focus <laughs> onto um, online activity. And what, what they basically say is this that if you are engaged in concerted activity that deals with your working conditions, so something about your wages, your overtime, OSHA conditions, safety conditions within your workplace, any of those things are fair game. And so you can go on social media, so long as you're communicating with somebody else, and that's pretty much what you do on social media, and you're permitted to um, actually, the way the statute reads is that when one or more or two or more people uh, employed okay. by the same company. So if you've got an employed guy talking to a, a coworker online and saying, man, this place is unfair because we don't get paid overtime right. You, you can't be sanctioned, fined, fired for that because that's protected speech under the NLRB. Um But, or the NLRA, the National Labor Relations Act, which the NLRB enforces. Um, But if you were to go on social media and say, my boss is just a jerk because, you know, he's this or that, you can be fired for that. So it's surprising because this is a very clear cut rule at this point. The NLRB has heard uh, hundreds of cases and they really define the regulations and laws in this area. So it's surprising that Quicken would be silly enough to. Uh, try to curtail this sort of, of free speech because it, if you read the rule, it just basically says what I sort of summarized. As long as you're talking about your working conditions, it's fair game. It's when you start talking about individual people or, you know, maybe you just say things like my workplace sucks. That's not enough to be protected under the National Labor sure. Relations Act. But if you say my workplace sucks because they don't pay me overtime, then that's a different story. So okay. I think what will happen is that NLRB will just come in and, and you know, it'll be a published decision at some point. I don't know if they're going to even bother to fight it. Who knows? Um, but they have enough money, so they could certainly fight it and say, no, it, it doesn't violate the act. 
I, I guess it depends oh. on, you know, how uh, how restrictive the NLRB is going to be on new rules for for them. But it doesn't really even sound like they're asking them to do that much. No, it's it's just yeah. I think it's it's just to take a look at what you're doing, and and they may you know like say may end up in a situation where they have to expose their their big book and show what they're talking about and and change it. But um, you know, I mean, there's a lot of you know with this, you know, I mean, you start talking about unions and and look what uh, FCA and FCA looks like. It's not looking good for the UAW in Fiat Chrysler's world. I mean, yeah. well, I think um, I, I can't remember the numbers, but I'd seen a, a large portion of the plants that are already voting on this um this contract that's come up already voting it down i think they have still one third of the voters to go which will happen by wednesday this week but uh, you know when you get into unions and stuff like that i mean that is so so touchy have you ever been part of a union campaign no i haven't you know my wife used to work for verizon and was in a union and, and we as a family went through you know some of the uh, strikes and things like that. And uh-huh. you know, so I saw it firsthand and, and, and it's funny because when, when we were a lot younger and we had really, you know, we didn't have two dimes to rub together and she's working at Verizon and now they say you're going on strike, you know, individually you're feeling sort of selfish and saying, well, wait a minute, I, I can't afford not to work. Um, the, 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 the communist collected good, collective good, just doesn't seem to really <laughs> doesn't seem to help when you can't buy food for the week. So no, yeah, you know, we uh, saw come up that much money. <laughs> and you know the other thing too, and, and this is this will get me in a lot of trouble, I'm sure. But um, let me preface it by saying that my sister is a public school teacher. But that mm-hmm. being said, um, in our town we had a union situation where the teachers went on strike. And they would not do anything beyond what the union said they could do in school. Meaning, uh, this I think this was like maybe four years ago, and it lasted from September through Christmas. There was not one Halloween decoration, not one turkey hanging on the wall at Thanksgiving, nothing even remotely uh, you know, festive for the holidays because they were not being paid to decorate their classrooms or decorate the halls or anything. They did nothing. They also didn't give extra help. They were in and out of that school. You know, bell rings to get in, bell rings to get out. They were out before the kids. And I just think, you know, that's great that you're in a union and you're trying to protect yourselves as employees of of the the public school system. But what a disservice to the kids. And that kind of, you know, left a sour taste in my mouth. And and that's the really the the worst example and and, and the best example of – of a union in everyday life because you don't see it so much. If you're looking at an auto worker, if you're looking at a phone company worker, it's there's, there's a localized effect, you know, with your family. But when you start to look at, you know, and that's, that's the big push with, with uh, public unions, I guess we'll call them, um, you know, and teachers, they are taking a beating right now in, in Michigan. Just, just a beat. I don't know why. And I think I would rather be a cop than a teacher right now. I think cops are actually appreciated more regardless of people shooting at them for random reasons. Um, and, and, and it was like, Oh, you're so anti-teacher. Well, the fact of the matter is, is your product, you know, you're, you is, is, is so, um, uh, ingrained in our culture. And when you start messing with that, there becomes a lack of sympathy <laughs> when people look at, you know, 
you're you're just teaching kids because they don't they've never been in they've never done it and they they don't understand what it takes but i can like you said that's a great example because you know what how many of us depend on you know making that teacher making a child's experience at school happy and enjoyable worse yet making sure that they actually learn something than coming through and just punching a clock and yeah. so now you've got a separation and 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 i the mea is is if if I were in that union, I would probably leave the Michigan Education Association just because I've seen and heard so many different stories about so many different uh, unions and different schools that just don't protect their employees or just don't help their employees gain more. But the, the other five minutes, there's not more to get. And it's yeah. such a dangerous line when you're talking about unionization of a not-for-profit entity. And that's where I was going with that big story. <laughs> is trying to ma- mandate a working condition with a project or with a product that we all pay for in our taxes and 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 they don't have any direct um real I mean they have a collective bargaining but they don't have you know it's not the same as the UAW you don't have well we'll just shut you down you won't make any cars anymore and you will lose money you're pro- you won't profit ta da yeah. we win we have a leverage you don't have that with unions you're 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 basically like you say doing a disservice to the kids and the public and it's a shame but but how do you fix the problem that's the thing you know you take those public unions away and and, and let things run rampant what happens I'll tell you what happens thanks for asking is people stop being teachers Yep. And and that's what's happening in Michigan right now. Now they're starting to evolve into a, a teacher shortage because the last four to eight years, since roughly 2007, when things started to get bad, people stopped wanting to be teachers. Yeah, you know, it's it's understandable. I mean, first of all, you've got now again, you know, my sister's a public school teacher and, and I understand I listen to her all the time and um you know, some of the complaints are valid. Uh, some of it, you know, it, it's hard. It's, it's such a it's such a tough question to deal with because some of it is, listen, you're going into the field of education and you know what its limitations with respect to pay are and you know sure. what the benefits are. You know, you have your summers off and are you going to make $200,000 a year? No, but is that what you want to do? I mean, it's no surprise if you're going to go into the field of education that this is what you're going to make. Here's the range. You know what it is, and you know what your days are going to be like. Um, so there's that aspect of it, and then there's the aspect of it. Well, you know, they are giving a lot to our children. They are educating them. This is how our kids learn, and so don't they deserve more? So you say yeah to that, but then you throw into the mix. Well, what about that teacher that just is so terrible? And my kid learned sure. nothing from her. Why should we, you know, and it's it's like this very difficult circular reasoning that, that you just can't sort of figure <laughs> out. You've got to take one side or the other. And if you take one side, then you're alienating all teachers. You take the other side and, you know, then you're, you're sort of saying, well, unionization is the way to go. But that idea of unions, I think, is passe because it was created to deal with problems at a time where the country was in economic turmoil. Sure. Yeah. No. And, and, and well, we were coming out. Yeah, we were coming out of the Great the, the, the Depression, and yes. it was we had such a glutton of workers, similar to what it is today, or it would seem, 
um, underemployed individuals anyway. And so companies were able to take advantage even more so of people and, and their conditions. Um, and I'm really surprised, very surprised that a labor movement hasn't been more forthcoming in today's market. Um, and that, it tells me one thing is that people won't bond together for the common good as much as they may have been able to in, in past times. That's what it tells me. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, that's, that's such a, a, a interesting point and it kind of ties into so so here's right. my situation so i am orthodox christian so i'm i'm from the eastern you know uh christianity uh like the greek orthodox and and i happen to be russian orthodox so the idea between orthodox and and catholicism it, it's very very close um all mm-hmm. of the main tenets of belief are the same and the only difference is that the Orthodox or Orthodox Christianity does not have um, a pope, and we don't believe that the pope is infallible. And you know, you, you still are of the same Christian faith, Christian belief. But you know, I, I I really watched the pope a lot this weekend, and it was it was kind of surprising that I I found myself watching this guy, but. Um, the the one thing that I think was so appealing to me, because I do believe that the hope, the Pope is a very, very holy man, and while maybe I don't believe that he's infallible, um, certainly a, a much better person than than you know many people that I know or myself, and and so a great deal <laughs> of respect. But he was able to bring people together for a positive message. I don't think that I've seen a weekend full of news coverage filled with such positivity. I, I don't know that I've ever seen it. And even with other popes, I don't think I've ever seen it. So the idea of bringing everybody together, um, just in the sense that you were talking about people getting together to support unionization or some labor movement, people don't want oh, to work well, together, really? they don't care. But it was amazing yeah. to see all these people kind of pull together and and support something so positive. So that was a really nice change. Um, and then, of course, you've got the media. And the media is able to ruin absolutely everything. Because well, is it they, just, can, they can't find any dirt on the guy. No. And, but that's when they start pulling <laughs> things out and taking it out of context and saying he means this and he means that. And then applying a lot of what they, they, they you know, believe is a political message. And, you know, I, I don't think that, that there is a political message. I know that in the history of the popes and in the history of Christianity and, and Catholicism, there have been areas of corruption. I mean, there's, there's no dispute. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I think that there absolutely. also have been popes that have been led astray by a lot of the power. And then they start to delve in areas of politics where they really probably have no, uh, no, no place. But with this pope, I didn't see Francis saying, this is, is my political belief. It all stemmed from a religious belief. Take care of the earth because God created the earth. It wasn't take care of the earth because Al Gore told me to. You know, it was completely, I think, coming from a, a, a faith-based place, not a political movement. But, you know, you've got the news media that will still twist it to be, well, he's, you know, pro this, anti this. But it was interesting. Well, to see. You made a good point about coming from a faith-based place, and 
you know, well, you know, let's take let's take the environment for example, and and, and take the the faith the faith based look at it. Like you said, you know, God created the earth, we respect it, take care of it, nurture it. Um, is it, it, what's the difference between in that particular uh, instance with, with with the environment? What's the difference between having faith in a God to tell you to do something and just general common sense? Gosh, I don't. I know that the 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 vehicles that I manufacture shouldn't emit this much diesel pollution. But what I'm going to do is, because I can <laughs> get around this with, with a device, I can cheat and continue to make the product the way I want to. And I mean that's just one example. It fits the timing. Yeah. <laughs> but that's what happened right there. Is someone stopped? It wasn't even. It shouldn't take faith. That, and I and I and I don't mean that in a negative way, but it shouldn't take a faith to figure out that what you're doing is wrong. Well, you know that's the thing, and I, I think that the the Pope even referenced it over the weekend, which is <laughs> just because somebody doesn't believe in, in in Jesus or God doesn't make them necessarily a bad person. Now he didn't go so far right. as to say that they're going to heaven or hell or whatever, because that's not the point he was trying to make. The point is that people can be. Um, I think, good or bad, regardless sure. of faith. And, and that's your point. And so how do we live in a society that is so corrupt at its core and manage to maintain uh, a, a communal spirit, a, a positive message for all? It's extremely difficult not to be so much of a Debbie Downer, but let's face it. I mean, when you've got a company, where you put all your trust into them because you're going to be riding around on their four wheels that are going to keep you mm-hmm. safe. And then you find out that the people who are making millions upon millions of dollars are going to just, I mean, it's not even like a cover up. It's an out and no. out fabricated, unbelievable, deceptive move on their part. Unbelievable. Yeah. Well, that's you know that's the, you know you start talking about serving two masters and and that's the master they chose was making that profit. Um, yeah, it's it's and and that's 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 mentioned. You know, you you have to uh, you have to understand whether or not you're going to do what is right or do what you want, whether or yeah. not it's right or not. And that's yeah, that whole VW thing is just is 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 out of control. And it's and it actually speaks to a higher a higher issue, which is. Whether or not you're going to do the right thing, and GM has the same thing when when they realize that little that little piece of metal in that tumbler on that ignition switch was too short, they didn't follow what they knew was the right protocol, which was to re- make the make the recall, revise the part, assign it a new part number, show that it's longer now, and retrofit everything. And yeah. someone decided they weren't going to do it. Yep. And, as, and I don't know if you follow the ins and outs of that case with the whole ignition case, but there's another case, and you know the auto industry is convenient because it's in the headlines. But there's another case where we just won't tell anybody. Yeah. And 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 is you know and 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 you know in 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 an absence of religion, and I'm not going to get us on a, go on a religious pathway, but in the absence of religion, what guides you to do the right thing? And yeah. therein lies why religion is, in, in, in my experience, why some form of religion or some form of understanding of what is right and wrong is so important. And if you don't get that 
early in your life, if you don't understand that coming out, where are you going to end up later in life? That's you're going to end yeah. up making diesel diesel vehicles that uh, bypass emission ticks. <laughs> but you see, the thing the thing that that strikes me with this sort of thing is that people don't care anymore about wrong or right. I mean, you, you go back to even to to um, ancient Asian times and 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 you know the time of Sun Tzu. And um, mm-hmm. you go back to some of the ancient Chinese philosophers with the yin and the yang, and, and you cannot have the one without the other. It's an opposing force, so there's no good without evil. But what yeah. I don't understand is that we have managed as a society to say that there is no evil. There is only what I want and what I want to ah. to make and do and sell and earn. And there's no, there's no, you know... Um, higher power that, that, that scares people. And that's not what religion is about. It's not about fear, but I know a lot of people that will tell me things like a lot of people that will say, look, there is no, there's no God. There's no, uh, any of this. It's all a story. And, and we're here on earth and we do what we want to do because when we die, we die. That's it. It's over. And I don't share that belief. So I approach life or try to at least differently. But when you've got people that say it doesn't matter, um, that we are going to harm the environment. It doesn't matter that we're going to put people at risk because if I look at this on paper, the, the benefit so greatly outweigh, outweighs the risk that we're just going to do it anyway. You know, there is, yeah. at least when I went to law school, there was a, a, a case that you had to learn in, I don't know whether it was torts or civil procedure or something like that. And it basically was about a dock owner who had multiple slips in his dock, and he decided that he was not going to insure the slips because he reasoned that by paying the premium, it was going to cost him X, and that the likelihood of an accident happening was so low that he'd take that risk. And then, of course, you know, when it did happen, there was a big lawsuit and whatever. But the point is, is that I think that we as a society take this calculated risk. We know that what we're doing is not, you know, black or white, good or bad. We we know that it's, it's, it's bad. We know that we shouldn't be doing it. But then you say, well, what's the benefit? The benefit is I'm going to be a millionaire. And even if I step down from the company, I'm still going to be a millionaire. And so what's the harm? <laughs> sure. But it's a sick, it's a sick way because if you, if you just think about what this country or world would look like, if everyone worked together for a common good and not clearly like a, a communist society, because communism just cannot work, uh, it, it's it's fatally flawed from its ideals. But if everyone just worked together and you know there wasn't so much selfishness, it's it's actually kind of frightening when you see where we are now. You see it on the legal end. How oh, very much. Doing, you know, it's just it's a scary world. Oh no, that's a, that's that's a good point. And like you say, there is no there's no I don't say final answer, but there's there's in in there's no when there's no standard, there's no incentive or no deterrent to provide you guidance, and whether it's spiritual or 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 tort or, or I don't say tort, but laws. Um, you have a situation in Georgia right now where that I don't know if you caught the um, um, the woman that's on death row. Yeah, and she's seeking clemency. Well, guess what? And, and her daughter, of course, and, and this irritates me because 
when CNN or MSNBC or even Fox News does this, it just irritates me to no end. Only telling one side of the story, well, that's agendizing. And what's happening is this woman was convicted. I, I'm not sure if she ever admitted to it, but convicted of conspiring to kill her husband, and, and he was killed. So uh, there may be a different charge there. Um, so she she gets a, uh, the death sentence. And, of course, um, the the individuals that are, are available to speak out again, I'm a, a big death sentence propo- propo- proponent. I, I believe you have to break some eggs, unfortunately, to make an omelet. Um, some things are going to slip. This is not a slip. They just don't want her to die. But CNN and the coverage that I saw didn't ask a question to the people, the family of the guy that died. Nobody went back and said, and I know so there's some retribution involved there, but that death, that fear of death sentence is what should, you would think, in a logical mind, keep you out of trouble because you apparently don't believe in a faith-based consequence because you're violating one of the tenets, one of the commandments, thou shalt not kill or conspire to, conspire to kill, for crying out loud. It's the same. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, you, you've, you've got people that just don't get it. You know, and, and you know, like I say, there, there, are, there are laws that keep me from doing things, and there are laws that I, I, I think I'd probably scoot around that. But one thing I won't do is viciously murder somebody in cold blood because I don't want to go to jail and or die from the death penalty. That's yeah. a good thing. Not only this, it's not the right thing to do, but man's law has said, if you do this, you're going to get in trouble. And so there's that lack of, of just understanding like you said, that calculated risk. I'm never going to get caught. It's the yep. perfect crime. I could do this with a car. I could do this with a person. I could do this with money. And, and that's the unfortunate side of it. It's everywhere. And unfortunately, and without them, you know, you and I wouldn't have anything to talk about. That's true. It is true. But it, it certainly <laughs> was nice this weekend to see. Sure. And listen, you don't, you don't have to be religious and you don't have to even like the Pope, but it's, right. it's hard to look at, um, the events this weekend and not feel a sense of peace because that's what you saw. I mean, we didn't see violence. We didn't see, now of course, Monday morning rolls around and you know, you've got people being gunned down and that's what the news focuses on. But I, I wonder, I wonder just a hypothetical, I wonder how much the news, which is not an objective body that, 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 that you know, goes and looks at everything. They just don't. But I wonder how much the news and its focus on negativity makes us as a society think that it's okay to just do whatever because we're all bad. We're all bad. We, you know, everyone does it. You know, what if, what if there was a news channel that either did things properly, completely objective, because whether you like CNN or Fox, neither of them are completely objective. And oh, gosh, no. You know, focus on, on on better things. But we as a society at this point, we would never want that. You know, that'd be like the Hallmark Channel, and nobody would want that. So, you know, <laughs> we, we blood and guts, not Hallmark Channel stuff. Yeah, yeah, I don't care what the Kardashians or Caitlyn Jenner did this week. I don't care about any of that. It's not news. I just want to know what's actually could affect people as a whole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would be refreshing, wouldn't it? And here's yeah. what happened. Now you go do your own research and make up your mind which one you want to go with. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, you, you mentioned reality TV. And, and as much as um, 
I think it started off interesting as a new form of media, as a new form of entertainment. It has been just morphed into this thing that really I, I can't tolerate anymore. When you, you mentioned like the Kardashians, here are people are famous for doing nothing. Yeah. And, and exactly. you know, their mother, look, she seems to be a very savvy businesswoman. So you got to hand it to oh, her. Yeah. Um, whether it's moral, ethical, or otherwise, we have no idea. But we do know that she is a, a savvy business person. But her kids have done nothing. And yet we watch huh. them on TV. And, and Bruce Jenner, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, something is not right with Bruce Jenner. It has no uh, bearing on, on um, the LGBT community. As a matter of fact, I was reading recently that a lot of people in the LGBT community don't like what he's doing because it's almost oh. making a mockery of, of, of what their, um, you know, beliefs are. Interesting. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. Because he, he's not, look, if there's going to be a role model for transgender people, it certainly is not Bruce Jenner because Bruce Jenner doesn't want to be called a, 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 a man yet. He doesn't want to date men and it's all kinds of confused and you know he's not sending a good message from what i understand the ratings on that show thank god are tanking um and and it's just we're such a sick world where all we can focus on is (laughs) you know um looking into other people being voyeurs and looking into other people's lives and and laughing and good good yeah good yeah 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 that's exactly what it's become you know, you, yeah. you find pleasure in, oh, look at this person. They, they you know, had to declare bankruptcy. Look at this person. You know, they, they did this or that. And, you know, we, we embrace it. And, you know, the thing that we talked about maybe a year or so ago, the, the Real Housewives of New Jersey, that Teresa Judice, who went to jail. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now, her, her term is quickly ending. So I think that, that there's a possibility that she could be out this year. Uh, And the Bravo Network is running a special with the husband who is going to be next to go to jail and the kids. And it's just they're doing it now, I'm sure, because they need the money. So why wouldn't they do it? Oh, absolutely. I don't know. It just it's such a it's such a negative, negative vibe that we get. There's nothing positive. And, And I think to sit and focus on things like reality television, I think we're setting ourselves up for failure, heartbreak, disappointment, and corruption. And I don't know if it's curiosity with, you know, if you look at the, I'm curious about how people as rich as the Kardashians per se live, or I'm curious about how uh, um, someone that, that uh, we'll use the Willis clan, for example, not in a bad way, um, but how a family like that functions. Is a curiosity to see how, um, uh, maybe some of the other people and families on the Discovery Channel or TLC function. And, and, and that curiosity is getting the best of us because you're losing focus on your own life. Yeah. Aren't you curious yeah. about what your kids do? Aren't you curious about what your family does? Aren't you curious about how good your life could be? And, and it's, 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 there's, there's, and I, you know, I don't watch that. I don't have cable for that reason, maybe I, you know, maybe it's because I don't want my family sitting around watching that crap. Maybe it's because I'm afraid I will. I, although I've never shown an interest in it, 
Um, although I do love talk soup. Um, <laughs> because it's just the best of the funniest best. best. Um, but there's just you know, there's so much more in life to do than to sit around and worry about what everyone else is doing. Although I do yeah. use Facebook at times. But I think I use Facebook as my soapbox. Because I, I, I usually tear it up. I usually, it's all people end up telling me is, geez, oh man, you know what? It's there and I use it to get, because I can't stand one-sided stories. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but if it's, if it's that curiosity that is, your curiosity killed the cat. And, and the cat's on uh, life nine, number nine, it appears to me. Yeah. Yeah. I think that uh, it's it just, you know, you go back, if, if you are ever someone who read the Old Testament and you go back to the time of, of Moses and, and, you know, he's coming down from the mountain with his Ten Commandments and all the people are like, you know, having a, a party like it's the end of the world and they're doing all kinds of bad things. You know, not not that this is you know the end of the world, but when you look at the society that we have today, I mean, wouldn't Moses coming down from the mountain be just as pissed if he saw the way we are today? You know, because I don't think it's any. <laughs> it's no, uh, gosh, I don't, no. It's upsetting because there's so many positive things that we can do in this life, and so many fun things. You know, the fall for me is a great time because for some oh, reason, yeah, I love. That. Um, yeah. Yeah, you. Know, I want to take the family out and want to go apple picking and do things and, and get out of the house. And we always seem to kind of reconnect in the fall because we're with each other doing positive, fun things, not sitting home watching TV, not, you know, going out to the mall shopping. It's just being with each other. Sure. Yeah, and, 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 and actually, that's exactly what my family and I did yesterday. We went out. It was, you know, we woke up and said, you know, what, let's go do something that's beautiful outside. Let's go find something to do. And that's exactly what we did. And it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't about, you know, going to the mall or it wasn't about doing, it was, we yeah, it actually ended up at like an, um, uh, you know, Papa golf kind of place with the batting cages and the go carts. And then we went over the beach and, and, and hung out at the beach for a little bit because it was just such a nice day to get out and enjoy each other for what it was. And I was talking with the lady at the, um, at the, uh, the, the, the Papa golf. And she, I said, you know, how was it this year? This, uh, yesterday was her last day open for the season. And I said, you know, how was it this year? She says, oh, it gets worse every year. She says, I see kids come in here with all the stuff we have to do. They don't do a thing. They sit there and they play on their phone or they play on their tablet. And, you know, they're constantly looking down. Instead of going outside and, you know, playing puppa golf or hitting the batting cage or doing a bumper boats or riding a go-kart, get all this experience life. And it was so interesting to hear her say that. She says, it's just been, and you could see it obviously in the lack of, of business at those places. But, you know, to have a kid come there with your, and I, and I, and I, and that, I blame the parents. If you can't tell your kid to put that thing in the car and go in there and have fun, then you failed. You really failed. And I hate to tell yeah. it to you, but man, I'm going to, I'm going to call a spade a spade. You have failed because you haven't instilled a control in your child, number one, but two, an appreciation for the fact that life is happening around you. And all you want to do is look down at a piece of glass. No. And you know, it's, it's, it's not easy. I mean, I remember, um, it's not easy. No, no. We were going up to Maine earlier in the, in the uh, summer, I guess maybe it was the end of spring, beginning of the summer. And Maine from us is probably a five hour drive. It's, it's at least, you know, it's not terribly far. And, you know, sure. all right, when we're riding down the highway and the kids are playing their game, fine. 
But the minute sure. we got yeah. in New Hampshire, I said, all right, kids, listen, put your stuff down <laughs> because I want you to look out the window. And, you know, you'll have yep. one <laughs> of the three kids do it. The other two, they're sneaking it. And, you know, you it's it's easy to just let it go. But I actually pulled the car over and I took this stuff away because why would you miss? <laughs> look, there's a lighthouse, you know, and when you got your face buried in, in a tablet, you don't yeah. experience life. It's sad. No. And then, <laughs> I'll turn this car around. <laughs> yeah. I can see it now. Peter pulled over on the highway, reaching in the back seat <laughs> as the state trooper pulls up. Um, <laughs> it, it's exactly, you know, we're, we're, we're heading to New York this fall, as, as you all know, and we're taking the train because I'm not flying with those people, my family. Um, it's not going to happen. <laughs> and so <laughs> I have a hard enough to get myself to the airport. But we're taking the, uh, I think it's called the Shoreline Express or something. And so we're going to be going along. We're going to be going through um, uh, northern Ohio and western Pennsylvania and cutting across. And it's going to be a beautiful ride. And we're going to travel some in the dark and travel some in the light. But you can bet that there will be controls, like you said, even in the train. Yeah, it's a 12-hour ride. And, yeah, it's going to suck. But you're not going to miss out on the fact of what's going on outside. Because you're yeah. stuck inside, you know you just, you just you know you can play for a little while, put them down. It's time to look around and experience it. And it happened a couple of weeks ago. I was I had my daughter in Lansing with me in the capital, and you know if we go to a guitar shop, I had to get a guitar work done, pick the guitar up, and we're coming. I was all right. Put your put your put your tablet away. You've never been to the city and really looked around. Pay attention to what's going on outside. And sure enough, ta-da! Oh, there's Omar's Gentlemen's Club. What's that? Start reading your tablet again. <laughs> What's a gentleman's club? <laughs> the earth, you disappoint me. <laughs> but it's, it's, it is true. There's uh, so many more things. Not to, you know, it's like anything. All all things in excess are are bad. You know, I mean, you know, abuse yeah. takes different forms. And you know, like I said, I'm trying to lose weight right now, and and my abuse is is is, is breads and pastas, and you know, I'm doing okay on it, but. After I get down to a weight that's manageable, then you know a little bit is okay. You know you can't you, you can't deprive yourself of that, yeah. and you're not asking yourself. But it's a little bit of everything is okay. But the biggest thing is you got to get a little bit of everything. You can't just shut down, and that's what people do with these tablets and these phones. You don't see. I, I, I'm so when when my children actually do get a phone, it will be a flip phone if they're still available because they don't need the full <laughs> keyboard so they can sit there and text all day. I want it to be as difficult as possible. I know, I know. Yeah. So it, it, it's hard because I've got one in eighth grade now, and everybody is is you know using the phone and communicating, and it's hard because you want them to fit in and you want them to be able to right. communicate with his friends. But it's uh, look, being a parent in today's day and age with with technology, which I I love technology. It's a lot of fun. Right. But if you don't patrol it, it's going to take you over instead of you controlling technology. Sure. No, and it happens all too often. I bet you. So, you know, hey, the Pope, if the Pope does anything good, maybe he'll get kids to go outside and play more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We could all be, you know, facing a, a Cylon uprising. You ever watch Battlestar Galactica? <laughs> a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, so, you never know. The machines could take over. Yes. That's a, that's a good, quite, quite a reference. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, got, I got a Darth Vader t-shirt, by the way, this weekend as a gift from the kids and the wife. Nice. And it has a cape. It has a cape attached to it. That's <laughs> awesome. I, 
have a t-shirt with a cape, which I never thought I'd have since I was 12. Um, so he's the, the Pope is the Pope's back out of the U S but and that's, yeah. you know, so he's gone. The Pope is gone. We'll talk about him probably for the next day or two on, on, on the news. Um, but what's going to happen now? What, what's the long-term impact? Do you think that he maybe have, has made on anything that he was exposed to or, or, or talked about when he's here? You know, he's in Cuba. He went to the UN. He, um, you know, he met, he met with the president. What's going to change? Nothing. Talk to Congress. Yeah. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. It's, you know. I was hoping for something a little more positive out of you, Peter. No, but. it's just nothing because <laughs> I I really believe after watching him, I really believe that he was speaking from a, a place of absolute faith and, and the love that he had for the people that were greeting him. The, what, look, there have been popes that I've, I've thought were just total scammers. But this guy, it's, he seems so genuine and so humble. The fact that he flies in a regular airplane, the fact that he you know, doesn't expect any um, treatment like a rock star. It's just, it's really, it's nice. To Roger see somebody the, so Roger the Fiat. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? Is it going to change? Is it going to change the corruption on Capitol Hill? Is it going to change the, the cold-hearted, people that we have running this company or country um that they run it like a company um you know there were people talking about john boehner right john boehner is so emotional so broken up um after listening to the pope that he decides to resign you know john boehner (laughs) is stepping into a job where he's going to be making more money than what he does now and so yeah yeah that's Good, great. I'm, I'm glad you could do that. I'm glad you felt a little compelled to, to leave. Yeah. Although, you know, <laughs> don't don't believe the altruism of the move. <laughs> right, right. And then you know you've got people that say, well, what has he done during his his term? And it was nothing. It was the most unproductive terms that that there's been in this country. Um, so you know, I don't know. Uh, nothing's going to change. That's the unfortunate reality no. of it because I think that. Maybe what would change is that the, the Catholicism will probably see some sort of, of um, uh, surge in maybe, yeah, sure. maybe people coming back to the church because churches on a whole are just losing so many members per year. Right. Um, millions. I mean, it's ridiculous, but maybe he will bring back, um, you know, some people. But I, I unfortunately think he's only one man and the corruption the, the level of evil that we see in, in our country and other countries, um, the evil that's in the world, the, the war in Syria, the crisis with the refugees, the, you know, the, the crisis that we are on our way to with Russia and uh, yeah. just does not, you know, and look, what would, what would we do if Donald Trump became president? Because, are are we look Donald Trump might be a good businessman some will argue that point some won't I don't know I am mm-hmm. I am a conservative in in my political views but somebody like Donald Trump would scare the hell out of me because <laughs> I don't I don't live with him I can't judge him I don't know him but from what I have seen he does not always appear to be the most upfront moral honest guy he's there to make one thing and that's a buck and whoever sure. is in his way, he mows over. 
and the way that he's criticized women, the way that he has talked to about people, uh, you know, I want to like him. What would what would we do with him as president? Because what's that? Where's that going to take our our our, our country? Where's it going to take our well, society yeah. and our, our beliefs? Do we need that bull in the china shop right now? Yeah, yeah. The world is bad enough. We don't need that. But but then you know say well who do you put in <laughs> office? Who who's next? And I sure. can't. You know, maybe maybe the Pope. But talking about separation of church and state, um, it was nice to see <laughs> nice to see Brian Williams back on TV. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> It was, it was incredible the way he talked about how the Pope floated above the crowd and uh, made the the cripple walk. <laughs> how long I've been waiting all week. For? I've been waiting all week for that one, man. <laughs> <laughs> he was gone for a week what, like make... months, right? Oh, at the very least, at the yeah, at least. But yeah, I, do you trust? Do you trust him again? I don't. How could you? And I don't understand why they put him back because I look at him and I just, I, I, you disgust it. Because here's somebody that's supposed to be telling you the news, telling you what yeah, they yeah. see as objectively as possible. And not You're only right is it objective. not objective, but I'm going to make stuff up. Yes. Well, and, you know, maybe that plays to what the, the state of the media is today and, and yeah. the fact that all they really truly are is agenda pushers, in my opinion. I um, and and even at even at the lower levels, I see it even in the local news. I watch I watch the news two hours a day and then I read in between. Um, so I get my fair share, even without cable. I still can watch the news two hours a day. Um the but 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 it, maybe that's indicative of you know hey you lied a little bit hey we all bend the truth depending on what we want to see the outcome so what's the harm there's there's no more you know maybe Walter Cronkite did it and maybe we don't know it yeah maybe Tom yeah. Brokaw did it maybe we don't know it but the fact of the matter is is we never found out about it yeah and uh, here you got a guy that. Um, I'm not the most truthful guy in the world. I'll tell you that every now and then I'll spin one up. But um the uh but the fact is I don't have to I'm not I'm not telling everybody as if it's fact. Yep. Or making so, your living off of it either. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I'm not Tommy Flanagan. Um yep. so yeah. <laughs> My wife. No, Morgan Fitch. It's 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 a sad state of affairs that we find ourselves in today and, and you know, people I don't know. I, I don't know if there's anything that can be done. And, and, you know, I think you have to try to focus on the positive aspects of I'm, life. because otherwise We're going to bring everybody down. <laughs> yeah. This is some Monday. Yeah. But, yeah. but you know, I, I highlight these things. You understand them. But do what you can in your own life, in your own world, to not fall into these things. You know, yeah, if, you it's, know if, it's, if it's eliminate cable, if it's get your kids outside, do, do something positive. Sell well, you know, your even, yeah. <laughs> even on the business end of it, you know, I think that if you are a business, whether you're small, large, mid-sized, it doesn't make a difference. I think that you can do something good just for doing something good without having to always have a benefit. Because I think that when we do good things, I think that we're rewarded. And I think that good things happen Ooh. to us. But I think when it's an agenda of, Okay, this is our charitable donation 
for the, the month and what's our tax deduction, that doesn't seem to really be genuine. And right. I don't understand that. So, I mean, you either do it because you really want to or you don't, but don't pretend because I think that that's just, you know, twice as bad. But yeah, and that's, that's right. do, you, do you donate some things? Do you donate goodwill and, and stuff? Oh, like yeah, that? definitely. Yeah. I mean, there's, you, there's, you, I like, I like to do something for somebody that I can, I can connect with in person. And I, there have been a couple instances in my life that I actually feel good about myself for because it was one-on-one interactions with somebody and y- you were able to see the impact that you had versus just here's a check. And, you know, sure. um, I'll tell you one year, one year for Christmas, I had done, something um, where you sponsor a a kid that was in a shelter or whatever. And Mm -hmm. I I thought it was going to be good because I really meant it to be good. But then the the kid gives you a list of things that they need. And, you know, I'm thinking to myself, maybe they need some new clothes or, or something. And the girl that we got from County was asking for Best Buy gift certificates, uh, an iPod, or like all these other things. And it was like, well, wait a minute here. What I'm not understanding this because I I want to help, but what are you, I don't understand. You're asking for a Best Buy gift certificate. What are you going to do? How are you going to get a Best Buy? What are you going to do? I, I don't you need something different. And ultimately, you know, I, I called them and I said, I'm not understanding what I'm doing with this. What, what am I <laughs> donating for? What, how am I helping this person? And they right. basically said, look, we just get the kids in, we get the list. Uh, just, you know, we, we don't know what to tell you. And that's, for me, that's not how I want to contribute or give. Sure. That's just, but, um, well, you know, you, know, you actually, you, you make a, you have something, in, I'm, I'm, are you done with that point? I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead. No, go. Oh, well, you know, and, and we talked about it real quick, but what I, forgotten about and quickly remembered is you do some big things for charities you do see you have your 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 is it your code drive coming up pretty quick here yeah we do a code drive every year um, and that's been every year it's been it's a, a bigger and bigger thing and last year uh it was That's a, a good thing. Yeah, I like doing that. Um, yeah. But I think I think some of the things that I like the most are the things that I know happened. And, and those are the things that if we all did just a little of that, and, and look, I am certainly no role model, but I know that for me there are a couple points in my life where I can say, you know, I feel proud of what I did because I know I did the right thing. And I don't need to talk about it and I don't need to, 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 you know, say what it is because I know that, you know, those were those moments where something good happened to me. And then, you know, the rest sure. of your life, you know, that there are, are, are decisions and choices. You know, there was just, there's a lot of things that I, I've, I've been through and experienced where when you choose that one path and you go down that dark path, your whole life starts to change. You know, you start to, embrace a lot of the things that are on the negative end of, of the spectrum. And when you stay in that positive of, of direction, good things happen to you too. It's not just a one-way street, but 
your life, there's just more clarity and more vibrance. And, oh, yeah. you know, and, and owning a business in this country is not easy because as small business owners, this country does not support small business. You are, are constantly being driven out of business by big box mm-hmm. stores, by high taxes, by ridiculous employment restrictions. And so it's very difficult for small business to thrive in this country or to compete. And, you know, it, it, it sometimes puts you in circumstances where your option is, do I do something I know is wrong simply because I need to make this work? Um, and that's a, that's a challenge for, for small businesses because I don't believe our country makes small business ownership an easy thing. But, you know, it is what it is. No, not at all. Plus, the thing is, you know, you talk about staying positive and doing positive things. When you, when you generally, I would think that I'll, I'll fail to use an absolute here, but when you do what's right, when you do what, what you should do, Think about how much better you feel and the fact that you don't have regrets about what you did. Rarely yeah. will you go back and say, man, I wish I hadn't have given that homeless person that five bucks. You know, yeah. it's, it's versus the, the, the opposite. When you do start to do things that maybe you shouldn't be doing, maybe some things that are questionable. And, and, and not only does it lead you down to the next step in your falter, but you start to think, man, maybe I shouldn't have done that. How does that make you feel? Yeah. And so yeah. it's easier to be, it's, it's like the truth is the easiest story to remember, as I've always been told. And it's, 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 it's <laughs> the funny thing is, it's so much easier to be, to do the right thing or do the positive thing than it is to do the negative thing in the long run. People, absolutely, people miss that. People forget that. So, <laughs> I think, I think the instantaneous gratification state sure. that we live in, I think it's like, it's just so much easier to say this and, um, you know, but that's, it's a good lesson. It's a good lesson for us as people and businesses as, as, as you know, small, mid-sized business, large business. It just, it was, um, it was nice to see some of that over the weekend. And it would be nice if yeah. people could kind of work together. If we all work together and help each other, I know it's, it's ridiculous thinking, but we would be so much better off as, as a country and as a people. And we see that when tragedy strikes, you know, 9-11, things like that, the country works together. But why that sure. movement can't continue, why that... Yeah, exactly, yeah. Move but on to the next problem. It's a, yeah, that's not the only problem that's happening. Move on to the next problem now. Yeah. Take that momentum. And that's when, yeah, everyone goes back to their quote-unquote normal lives, per se, and, and forget, about the big, forget about the bigger picture. Heaven forbid yep. we ever find ourselves in a situation that the country really has to pull together and sacrifice, because it could be our undoing. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> There's your, your moral guidance for the day. You're welcome. Yep. 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 And we <laughs> hopefully we have uh, not brought you down so far that you'll be calling Dr. Jack could work in, but um, you know, look, we have to do what we have to do. So uh, you know, here's, yep. Here's the wrap up for today. Um, obviously Nadia was unable to join us today to talk about stress and uh, stress management and then, you know, how to end burnout. Uh, something we can talk about on a future show. Uh, but, you know, I think that we touched on some pretty good topics today, certainly uh, a little off topic for what we normally talk about. But I do think that every once in a while, it's kind of nice to explore other areas of life and society and, and look at some of these questions. And, and I think that tie in between the Pope and things that were going on this week. And I think we're pretty good. So, yeah, uh, I'm not I'm not something that can happen. 
Yeah, I'm not going to count this as a lost episode. I think we we did something good here, Bob. <laughs> I hope so. One person, one person. That's all we have to reach. All so do day. something good all. today. Buy buy someone lunch. Yep. Yep. I do that. You know what? I actually do that a lot. Or if I'm in a store, if I see a, 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 an obvious veteran or, or a, a police officer, or somebody I know, I I personally that if there's one thing I really am proud to brag about that I do right and I do well is I always when I see those three guys sitting at the table in their BDUs and they're eating their dinner, guess who's buying me? And I go over and they may say something to me. Maybe they won't. I don't care. But I know that those guys got a break today. Yep. No, and you know what? That's that's a nice challenge to just do one one nice thing a day and see where that takes yeah. you. Be surprised. That that's a good challenge. A, I like that. <laughs> Normally, I have my lawn guy come over and cut the grass. I'm cutting the grass today, but I'm not paying him. <laughs> <laughs> He's not available. Uh, it's got to be cut. <laughs> there, my altruism only. <laughs> No, no, no bounds, doesn't it? <laughs> Word for the day. <laughs> All right. Well, that's going to do it for today. Uh, we've got legal Q&A tomorrow. We've got business Q&A yep. on Wednesday. And then uh, we have an interview with Lily Virginia on Thursday. And then we're going to do a quick wrap-up show on Friday, letting you know what you missed for the week. So we got a lot of things going on this week, a lot of, um, uh, of, of good information. And I uh, want to just remind everybody out there that's listening to this podcast, if you haven't subscribed to the show on iTunes yet, what are you waiting for? Uh, you'll get notified when the, the new shows are up. And we're actually working on sort of a, a new format. Um, I think, you know, Bob, what we were doing a lot of was sort of mixing the YouTube audience with the, um, with, with the podcast audience. Mm-hmm. And, Really, you know, there's just a distinct difference between the YouTube audience and, the, and and people that listen to podcasts. And so we're trying to accommodate both of those fan bases. The podcast will be the podcast. And then separately, we're going to do separate YouTube things. Um, you know, we'll still have some snippets of some of the shows that we've done, um, you know, put them up there. But it's going to be kind of a two separate audience thing. So if you've not subscribed to one or the other, make sure you do. Go to YouTube and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Go to either Blog Talk Radio or to iTunes and subscribe to the podcast. And all of the information that you need to find us is available on utlradio.com. All right, Bob. All right. You have a great week. We will be back next I will. Monday with with uh, business and legal uh, week in review. Enjoy the day. All right. Talk to you soon. Remember what Bob's challenge is for the day. Just one Good thing. Talk One good thing you got to do. All it's going to take. <laughs> All right, this is showradio.com, your business success and legal information station. We'll see you next time. Napa know-how. Right now, you can get a $20 prepaid Visa gift card by mail with the purchase of a Napa Legend Premium Battery. Its durability and power make it the obvious choice for people who hate getting stranded by a dead car battery. So pretty much everyone. The Napa Legend Premium Battery and $20 back. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how.
at participating Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care Centers. Limit two per household while supplies last. Offer ends 228.19.